I was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Hallelujah. Let's celebrate the Anakazo Let's celebrate the Anakazo Amen. I want us to pray as the word is coming. Lord, open my eyes to understand the mysteries of your word. Begin to pray. Father, may I understand the mysteries of your word. It's okay. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. La pataka shaka taka braka pada da bada da da basha. Shika taka tada da braka pada da basha. Shika taka tada bada da bada da basha. You are in Jesus name amen the power of knowing the word the power of knowing the word this is day two of our convention this year upon this mountain convention amen the power of knowing the word and I'm glad to announce to the church that tomorrow we will be celebrating our first anniversary as a church. It's been a wonderful blessing. Amen. The least that God will do is what he has done this year. The least that he will do is what he has done this year. I have never been in charge of something that went down over time. Everything I have been in charge of went up over time. This is the least that God will do. So get ready for speed. The power of knowing the word. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the, mount, in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion, which is the mountain of the Lord, shall go forth the law. Everybody say the law. And the word of the Lord from Israel. 
Jerusalem. Say amen. amen. Now, this is a vision that Isaiah had concerning the church. And he said, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord, which is the church, shall be exalted above every other mountain. And he also said, all nations shall flow into it. That means that the church will be answer to the problems of the world. Follow me. That means that the church will become the answer to the problems of the world. The house of the Lord shall be exalted above every other mountain. Then all the people of the nation shall flow into it. So the church is the most formidable place where power resides. Are you here? So when we talk about the church, we are talking about where the power of God is residing. Where the excellency of God is residing. Therefore, whatever is difficult in the world must be easy in the church. Whatever people in the world cannot find answers to, church must have answers to them. Say amen. Why is that the case? Because the world must learn from the church. The answers are in the church. There has never been a generation, there has never been a time where the church looked up to the world. It's never happened. Follow me. I said there has never been a time, there has never been a generation where the church looked up to the world. Every time the world looks up to the church. Every time. One day, one of my sons was asking me a question, which of course is based on a false premise. That why is that unbelievers are richer than believers? And I showed him by statistics that it's not true. The richest people in the world are believers, not unbelievers. The richest people in the world are believers, not unbelievers. Among the top 10 richest people in the world, eight of them are believers. It can never be unbelievers. God can never entrust the wealth of nations into the hands of unbelievers. He's never done that. It's your ignorance. So if you are poor, you are poor personally. It's not a crisis of the church. Wake up. All the systems of the world are in the hands of the church. Yesterday, I had a daughter come here who has been diagnosed positively of coronavirus. And I prayed for her and I told her, the next time she will take the test, it will be negative. The answer to coronavirus is in the church. It's the power of God. Will you be surprised if she says it's changed to negative? You shouldn't be. All nations shall flow unto the house of God for answers. Therefore, every global crisis must find its remedy in church. Follow what I'm teaching. Follow what I'm teaching. We are not here to find what to eat for the week. We are not here to find what to eat for a month. We are here to influence the global systems 
forever. You are not here to change your family. You are not here to deliver your family. It goes beyond that. You are here to make influence in the systems of the world, in the area that God calls you. So, you have to have a global agenda. You have to have. You see, the instruction that Jesus gave to the church in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, is a global assignment. Give me that scripture. Matthew chapter 28, 19 to 20. So it goes beyond you. Are you here? Go ye therefore and teach all, all of us, all what? All of us, all what? That's it. The influence of the church is to permeate every nation. The influence of the church is to permeate every nation. The influence, the impact of the church is to go through every nation. God is not trying to give you a new phone. He's not trying to give you a new laptop. He's trying to set you up so that you influence a certain major parameter of the global assignment. That's why everybody who God caused him to succeed in the Old Testament had influence over nation. Esther, queen over nation. Joseph, prime minister over Egypt. Daniel, senator over six different governments. Every time God raises a man, he gives him influence over a nation. And over nations, it's not your house. God is not thinking about your nuclear family. That's not the agenda. The agenda is to have influence over nations. And unfortunately, the gospel has been preached in a certain way that it looks as if the good news of God is just to solve our individual and personal problems. When the gospel is being preached so that all nations come under the authority of Jesus. All nations. Not, 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 not houses. Not houses. So let's go back to Isaiah chapter 2. Let me show you something. Verse 3, the Bible said, And the people of the world shall say, Let us go into the house of the Lord, because they will teach us the ways of God. They will teach us the ways of God. For out of Zion shall proceed the law. Out of Zion shall proceed the law. What is the law? The law is the standard. The church is the standard. Out of the church will standards be set. So when we are looking at every area of life, church is the standard. When we are looking at commerce, church is the standard. When we are looking at health delivery, church is the standard. When we are looking at academia, church is the standard. When we are looking at leadership, church is the standard. Out of, the, out of Zion, out of the mount of the Lord shall proceed the standard. And the word of the Lord shall come forth through there. So God has called the church to have authority in teaching and in instructing the nations. So the church is not just a local organism growing at the corner of a place. The church is a seed that God plants at a local place to take over that nation for himself. So every individual church, every single church must have the global perspective. 
of influencing kingdoms. Yet almost every church does not have that. In fact, almost every pastor does not know that. And that is why for some ignorant pastors, when they have a church in an area and another church comes to the same area, they feel so sad, so angry and frustrated. When we are all in the agenda of influencing nations, somebody's already thinking about the name of his church. Forgive. So if the church has the instruction to teach the nations, then the church must know the word. Are we together? If the church has the instruction to teach the nations the word of God, then the church must know the word. But I can say on authority that when it comes to systems that we know in church, the least that we understand is the word. Least. Most Christians don't study the Bible. I will not be surprised that you have not opened the Bible today. I will not be surprised that the first scripture you have seen today is the scriptures on the screen. How can you have a global influence like that? Zechariah chapter 8 verse 3. Thank you Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter number 8 verse 3. That saith the Lord, I am returned unto Zion. Anytime you see Zion, we are talking about Jerusalem. We are talking about the city that David conquered and made there the headquarters of Israel. And he built the temple there. So Jerusalem has to talk about symbolically and prophetically the church. You get it? Upon that mountain, Jerusalem is actually a peak of a mountain. So upon that was the temple established. So when you see Jerusalem in the Old Testament, it's prophetically talking about the church in the New Testament. Thus saith the Lord, I am returned unto Zion. So David named Jerusalem Zion. Okay. And will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth. Everybody say a city of truth. Yeah. And the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. So God says the church is going to be called a city of truth. You remember what Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So the knowledge of the word is the truth. The knowledge of the word is the truth. So if the prophet prophesied and he said, the house of God shall become the city of truth, then it means that the house of God will become a place of knowledge. The house of God shall become a place of knowledge of the word. Some of these people know where they will sit. So don't be moving up and down. Just let them sit. You know. So the house of God will become the place where the word of God must be taught. Are we together? Are you sure you are here? You don't need to become a pastor to know the word. Every believer must know the word. Why? Because the prophet said, the whole Zion shall be called the city of truth. You don't, it's not a it's not something special to know the word. Every believer must know the word because you, you see, the nations of the world will listen to you based on the knowledge you have that they do not have. And that knowledge that you have that they do not have is the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom. 
That is why the nations listened to Daniel. That is why the nations listened to Joseph. Because they contacted a certain realm of revelation and wisdom that other people did not know and did not have. So, until you get to the place of the word of God and have an understanding of that word, you cannot have leadership in your area of influence. So, when you see a believer under the authority of an unbeliever in the area of his assignment, it's a sign that he does not know the word. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And Jesus said, you are also the light of the world. If you are the light of the world, then you must be leading. Now come to think of it, between people who carry light and people who do not carry light, who must lead the other? So how can somebody who does not carry light be leading somebody who carries light? There are two things. Either the person holding light does not know what light is or is stupid. I hope that today you understand what I'm saying. So what is our basic assignment as a church? To know the word and to teach the nations. The assignment of the church is to know the word and to teach the nations. Wow. My mentor, Mr. Kranchimak is in the house. Can we celebrate him? Wow. God bless you so much, sir. Are you clapping? Are you, are you tired of clapping? Amen. Thank you so much for coming, sir. The Lord bless you. Okay, so our assignment as a church, I said, is to know the word and to what? To teach the nations. Are you here? Why am I feeling that you are disjointed? Are you sure you are here? You want to have influence in your area, you have to know the word. That's the only way. That's the only way. That is the only way. The power of knowing the word. Now, I've been teaching and preaching about the pursuit of knowledge. But sometimes I broaden the dimension of the discussion to include knowing your assignment, knowing your purpose, knowing your gifts, knowing stuff that has to do with leadership, administration, management, and all that. Now, all that are good. But they cannot be equated to knowing the word. So when I talk about pursuing knowledge, I'm talking primarily about pursuing the knowledge of the word. That comes first. Before knowing any of these things come into picture. Are you here? Let's look at something in Luke chapter 14 verse 28. Therefore, a Christian who does not have appetite for the word will never be a leader where he has been called to be. Never. Never. Every believer is a light, but there are different kind of luminary effect. If you studied basic physics, you know that the intensity of light that a bulb, a usual bulb will give is different from the intensity of light that a chandelier will give. A, a glow worm also gives light. There are flies that give light but they cannot be compared to the intensity of the light that comes through flood light. 
So we, are, we may all become the lights of the world, but we have different intensity based on different luminary effect by the capacity of light we carry. Do you get me? Are you sure? So a house fly will carry light. Have you seen some flies showing light? There are worms that show light. They are called glow worms. But you cannot compare that light to, to the light that is the radiation produced by the sun, which is also producing emitting light. You cannot compare it to any of the other stars. And you cannot compare that light to a flat light. So they are all light, but they carry different intensity. So you can be the light of the world in an area where your light is not intense enough to influence the place. Yet, you are the light of the world, but not enough intensity. What will a candle do in a stadium where there is no light? How much light will a candle provide in a whole stadium where there is no light? Capacity. Luke 14, 28. For which of you intending to build a tower? Now, everybody here, I believe, has an intention to succeed. Is that not the case? Everybody here has an intention to lead. Is that not the case? But Jesus said, For which of you intending to build a tower, seated not down first and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? 29, least happily after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it at all, all that beholded begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Somebody say, Tofiakwa. So Jesus says, understanding the cost dimension of your assignment is crucial. Understanding the cost dimension of your assignment is crucial. I said the assignment of the church is to know the nations. The assignment of the church is to know the word and to teach the nations. So what is the cost of that assignment? And Jesus said, if people want to build, it is not enough to good intentions it is not enough to have good desires it is not enough to have good plans it is not enough to have good strategies you have to be able to ascertain the cost involved so many people have desires without being able to define in proper terms the cost involved everybody desires a Range Rover do you know the price So your desire for Range Rover is sincere and honest. But it takes an understanding of the cost dimension to know what it takes to have one. They say, if wishes were what? Horses, beggars would do what? You, you have desire. In, in, in as much as that desire is true and it is strong and it is powerful, the desire is not enough. 
So Jesus said, when this man is building and he's happy and he's started and he does not know the cost involved because he could not calculate the cost involved, it gets to a time where he does not realize he does not have materials, he does not have people, he does not have the money. So because of that, the whole building has to be suspended. Now when people are passing by, they say, this guy started to build happily with emotions with intentions but without the cost dimension the project could not complete so having emotions towards something is not a guarantee that it will work having intentions concerning something is also not a guarantee that it will, it will work your ability to analyze the cost dimension and to have what it takes to answer to the cost dimension is the only way to get it to work so everybody shouts about being the light of the world but if you don't understand the cost dimension of that what it takes to be the light of the world you'll be shouting that you are the light of the world and it's a good intention a good revelation with no capacity to influence and that is the crisis for many believers Now understand that every tower must be built on a rock. Every tower must be built on a rock. If you want to build something magnificent, if you want to build something that has strength and capacity, your foundation must be strong. Are we together? So, reading one book about a business to start a business, you have failed. You failed before you sold your first product. Because the foundation is weak. So many people spend three years preparing for a wedding and they never spend one year preparing for marriage. So when they are done with the wedding, they don't know what the marriage will bring. But wedding is for a day. Marriage is for a lifetime. So if you want to build something that will stand, you build it on a firm foundation. You build it on the rock. Are we together? Luke chapter 6 verse 48. The word of God says that in order to build something that will be impactful and influential, it must be built on a strong foundation. On a strong foundation. There is no future for a lazy man. And I went to the office 24th and I was explaining to my leaders that every lazy man is wicked. Every lazy woman is wicked. The greatest demonstration of wickedness is laziness. One day Jesus gave a parable and he said to some 
the man gave five talents to another two, another one. And when he returned, the five had produced five more. The two had produced two more. The one had produced nothing. And Jesus said, the master told that servant that you are a wicked servant. Because you hid the money and did not trade with it, you are a wicked servant. When you have a lazy father in the house, he's a wicked man who is making sure the kids don't go to good school, they don't eat well, they don't grow well. His single laziness is wickedness towards everybody. When you see people walking on the street who are not doing anything for the country, who are not doing anything to improve their lives, they are wicked people. They are making our GDP keep falling. They are wasting energy, wasting money, wasting everything by just walking up and down. Wickedness. But when you see lazy people, you have seen wicked people who are destroying everything by their non-talents and their inability to involve themselves in anything productive. That is wickedness. God's definition is different from your definition. Now, if you give somebody uh, one talent and he comes and he gives it to you, is that a, a problem? God says it's a big problem. You are, you, if you are unproductive, you are wicked. If nothing grows in your hand, you are wicked. Hey, how many wicked people are in church? So Luke says for the Bible said, he's like a man which built a house and dig deep. Somebody say dig deep. Shake somebody and tell the person, dig deep. And lay the foundation on what? A rock. Are you watching? He laid the foundation on what? On a rock. Now, there are two things you have to know this year. Number one, the man was able to dig deep. And number two, he laid the foundation of that building on a rock. So anytime you want to have impact in the world, number one, you have to dig deep. Because it is depths that will determine heights. Because the quality of your preparation will determine the quality of your performance. Because the quality of your investment will determine the quality of your returns. So if you dig deep, you build something strong. And apart from digging deep, this man also laid the foundation of the house on a rock. What is that rock? Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, and upon this rock shall I build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail. What is the rock? The rock is the revelational word of God. Matthew 16, 18. Remember, when you start from verse 13, the Bible said, And on that day, Jesus was returning from Caesarea Philippi with his disciples. And then he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say I, the son of man, am? Then the Bible said, some of the disciples said, you are Jeremiah. Some of the people said, you are Isaiah. Some of the people said, you are John the Baptist. Some of the people said, you are one of the prophets. Then Jesus turned to the disciples and he asked them, but you, who do you say I am? Then Peter says that, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus said, blessed art thou, 
Simon Bajona for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. But my Father which is in heaven revealed to you. Therefore, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. That whatever you bind on earth shall be bound on heaven. Whatever you set loose on earth shall be set loose in heaven. That's to verse 19. Now you see that when Peter had the revelation of who Christ was, said, upon this rock shall I build my church. So the building of the church is on the platform of revelation of the word. When Peter knew rightly who Christ was, Christ knew that the foundation of the church could begin from there. Why? Because the rock has been laid. The revelation of who he is. So anytime you have a revelation of who Christ is, anytime you have a revelation of what the word of God is, then you are ready for him to build something on it. Without revelation of the word, nothing strong can be built on it. It is just not, it's not a nice thing to know the word of God. It's necessary for your survival. It's necessary for your, for your success. It's necessary for your significance. It is, it is crucial for your ability to go up to the next level. I think that the foundation to Christianity usually is wrong. Because when you become born again, one of the things you are taught early to do is to pray. Is that not the case? But pray about what? Pray about what? You have to have knowledge of the word, not just pray. Because even prayer, you have to know the systems that make prayers work. For example, if you are praying and you don't know how to plan, your prayer will become a reason why you will fail. Now, if you have an exam at 8 a.m. and you decide to go to Pajo to pray from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. because the Holy Spirit led you, you will fail the exam. It's so easy to find good Christians, well-meaning Christians, failing in life because they have made everything look like prayer. So you have to get to know the word. Why? Upon the word will everything sustainable be built. The word is the rock. Are you here? You have to also recognize that every tower has different dimensions. And in every tower are different compartments. Yet, each of the dimensions of the tower and the compartments of the tower is still laid on the same foundation. Are you following me? Now, where we are right now is a towerly building. Irrespective of the space, nor the size, or the chambers, it is still laid on the same foundation. That means every person in his life will have different areas to focus on. 
but each of the areas must be laid on the same foundation, which is the word. So, you, learning the word, you have to learn to know to teach it. Remember, the assignment is to teach the nations. But you have to know it first. So, learning the word is not to give you an ability to have successful prayer. Not just that. Learning the word must influence your business. Learning the word must influence your career. Learning the word must influence your health. Because these are different compartments in the same towerly building. Yet, the foundation is the same. Is the word. So it does not matter how life turns out. Your foundation must be the word. It does not matter what happens in your life. Your foundation must be the word. It does not matter where you are. Your foundation must be the word. It does not matter what is happening to you. Your foundation must be the word. Because even though there are different compartments of the same building, every towerly building is still built on the same foundation. Therefore, your academic exploit is not different from any other part of your life. It's still your life. Failure in any part of your life is a failure in every part of your life. Why? It is the same life. It is the same single life. Remember the testimony about Naaman. Bible said Naaman was a Syrian army commander. A centurion, a captain of a soldiers. Bible said, by him the Lord had wrought many victories. But scripture said, but he was a leper. So many of his areas were going right. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 1. But Bible added that he was a leper. But what, you, you, you can have many areas of your life going on. You see, that means that in Naaman's case, his career was working well. He had fame. He had recognition. But his health had a question mark. And God did not just leave it there. God had to correct that part of his life as well. Because it is the same one life that he has. And one part of his life will over time affect the other part of his life. For example, if you are told to write down the five most important areas of your life, you will forget to add your health. It's usual. Because you take your health for granted. Until you realize that everything is working by your health. Except the person is sickly and dying. That's where a person values health. But your health is actually the platform upon which everything is done. Yet, when I say write three things you want God to touch, you say money, business, traveling doors. Many carpenters are here. Go and let them fashion a door for you and they should write on the traveling door and take it home. Now, when you are sick, how do you travel? When you are sick, how can you enjoy money? When you are sick, how can your business work? But we take that for granted because it is a part of our life. We don't think it demands our attention, focus, and priority. But until the balance is created, every part of the life will affect every other part of life. 
Are you getting my message? So our lives have different dimensions and compartments. Yet each of them is built on the same foundation of the word. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Let me just do and close the preaching. Why? 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Do you see that word? Has given unto us how many things? Everybody has given us unto us how many things? All things, including your health. All things, including your material prosperity. All things, including your academic exploits. All things, including your health. All things, including your marriage. All things. When you hear somebody say, let's put Christianity aside and talk about the person is a fool. He does not understand that God's intention is that the word of God permeates every part of your life. There's no way you can put the word aside. The word is the foundation for the universe. The word is the foundation for creation. The word is the foundation for every system. How do you put that aside? When you put that aside, you have put everything aside. That is the force that creates everything. How do you put it aside? Hebrews 11 says, By faith, we understand that the wells were created by the word of God. How do you put the world aside and talk? How do you put the word of God aside and talk about the world? It's impossible. How do you put the, the, the fowl aside and talk about eggs? Because every egg came from a fowl. So how do you put the word aside? The word is the main thing. Let's put the Bible aside. Let me deal with that person. Say forgive. Has given us unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness through knowledge. You can't run away from knowledge. All things is a knowledge. Knowledge. Recently, I was talking to a pastor. Perhaps I, some of you were here when I was talking about the last time. Who told me he had a situation that he feels deep uh, uh, influencing his mind, and we talked about it. And he said, and I asked him that. I'm giving you a list of books that you should find and read. So I said, find Overcoming Fear by Creflo Dollar. Find The Triumphant Church by Kenneth E. Hagen. And two other books. 
And he replied and he said, I am not into reading. Then I said, then you go fast into dying. Reading is leading. And leading is reading. Thy word is a lamp, lamp, lamp onto my feet. What is that? Leadership. You take the lamp ahead of you. And light onto my path. It goes ahead of you. not have permanent pregnancy in Jesus name. Do you know permanent pregnancy? When people are pregnant and the time is overdue and the child has not come. That pregnancy that should become a blessing has now become a worry. Hey, when will you give birth? That's how most Christians lives have become. You feel it. You see it. You sense that something great is about to happen. You never see it. Permanent pregnancy. By the force of ignorance, that will not be your story. So the success of your ideas is based on the word. <laughs> Father, help us. Look at Second Chronicles one twelve. Second Chronicles chapter one verse twelve. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I'll give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee. Neither shall there any after thee have the like. Somebody say amen. amen. This was God's word to Solomon. He said, I will give you ideas that nobody will have that kind of ideas. You see, when you study the book of Chronicles, you see how they, Solomon built bungalows for his soldiers. Each soldier, big bungalow. Each soldier, big bungalow. He made the soldiers so comfortable that the enemies were afraid to come and fight them. Because if a soldier is living in a, in a mansion, it's scary to fight him. Why? Ah, he, he's, at the, he's at the top. He's He's having the money. He's having everything. And he's relaxed. How do you fight him? And he's strengthening the whole area. It's impossible to break through. That now the spears and the swords of the soldiers have to be used for plowing tools. Nobody would fight. Nobody could fight Solomon. Before you, he realized you want to fight him, he marries your daughter. What is that? We are now family. Will you kill your, 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 your son-in-law? Before you want to fight, he has married your daughter. I mean, wisdom. So having ideas to come out from your level comes from God. And God is a person of the word. Listen, listen, watch me, watch me. 
before you write whatever you want to write, listen. When you pray to God for ideas, he's telling you to read the word to catch it. That's all. Ideas are not going to come from anywhere. It's from the word. It's from the truth of the word. That he breaks it down to you in soluble forms that you catch the mystery behind it. It's the word. Your marketing is not beyond the word. What is marketing? What is marketing? Come on. If he gave Solomon ideas and wisdom to have influence over all his territory, then your small area of life, he's able to give you ideas as well. The success of your intellect, your academic exploits is also based on the word. I keep asking people that. If Jesus was your classmate, would he have been first or last? I'm a Christian. God is trying me by making me last. That's the most stupid thing you can ever say concerning the death and resurrection of Christ. Now, somebody that the book of Revelation that no nobody was able to open the seal nor read what is in except him. How do you pass him in exams? How do you pass somebody who is the only person who has the notes? Dull students are usually demons that is worrying them. That's just straightforward. Just straightforward. That being dull in school is usually a demonic work. In Daniel's class, he was the best. Any spirit of, I won't learn, I'm tired, I'm sleeping. It's not the person. Daniel 1.20 There are people, when they open books, they already look tired. They have not read one chapter, but... So... A new thing or see and kind way in a hey Allah or then Allah 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 no feeling when you when you fail in exams you don't understand what you are doing you have wasted your parents money and that's the least I can say When you fail and they ask you why you are failing, you say, rich people buy resource. You are spoiling the case. Daniel chapter 1 verse 20. The kingdoms of the world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and it's Christ. That's what the Bible said. Daniel chapter 1 verse 20 and in all matters of wisdom and understanding have you seen that in how many matters <laughs> in how many matters please 
in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them. That is examination. The king inquired of them. That means that at the exam. Are you here? He found them ten times better. That means when others were getting ten percent, they scored hundred. Is that not ten times better? So failing in an exam and telling everybody that this is the marks that God gave you. He found ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. When they pasted their results with index numbers, they found Daniel's marks to be ten times better than the others. Magicians, astrologers, that is science, that is physics. Huh? That's it. Why was Daniel ten times better? Daniel was a man who walked with God and understood the word of God. Remember the whole of Daniel chapter 7. How he understood what was happening in the realm of the spirit between the princes of Persia, the answers to his prayer, and the revelation that will come to pass 12,240 years to come. He, said, he was a man who had understanding. Give me Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Let me show you something. God is touching somebody's mind right now. In Jesus' name. I said God is touching somebody's mind right now in the name of Jesus. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in darkness and the light dwells with him. This is Daniel's testimony about God. He said God is the master of revelation. Now listen, if you are a parent, you have children who are not studying, please let them sit up. Let them sit up. Yes. People, if you have first class in SHS, they don't have work. First class in university, they don't have work. Is that not the case? There are people who have masters, they don't have work. And your daughter is fully in primary school. Madam Pad is now on the Indian Madwani Piani. But Jimmy Chan Obano. That was so sa. And she is growing up. Hey, Madra Winio. We are Musiso. Your character, the success of your character is based on the word. Psalm 119 verse 11. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I don't sin against you. So character is a product of knowing the word. <laughs> Me, I'm like that. Study the word, you will change. When you study the word, you will change. The success of your business 
finance and career is also based on the word. I said the word is the foundation for successful life and living. Every area of your life. Every area of your life. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 22. You see how God says that he's going to teach them. Teach them how to take riches. Give me Deuteronomy 8.22. Then give me Haggai 2.10. Haggai 2.8. Sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 22. Is that verse 22 in your Bible? No 22. Are you sure? Wow. I'm coming. Okay, give me Haggai 2.8. Let me, let me refer to that scripture. Give me Haggai 2.8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine. Say yet the Lord of all. It's impossible for a non-believer to have a business that is doing well than a believer. The silver is his. If you have money, between somebody who obeys you, somebody who does not obey, who will you give money to do many things? Somebody who obeys you now. The unbelievers are richer than us. It's not true. I say it's not true. From Elon Musk to Bill Gates, to Carlos Slim, to David Green, to whoever. They are all believers. All of them are believers. The poverty is an individual thing now you are struggling with. Don't make it a kingdom experience. Don't make it a kingdom experience. Muslims are richer than Christians. What do you mean? What do you mean? Even Jews are not richer than Christians. Even Jews. So who allowed you two, three people area on that? I'm not that cheap. Muna the MCN. Bill Gates wealth alone. Come on. You don't know what you are saying. When you meet men who have research, records, statistics, references, you can't tell them that. And God is raising billionaires here in Jesus' name. I said God is raising billionaires here in the name of Jesus. Like when I was coming today, the Lord told me that whatever happens, you will be a billionaire. Yeah. And I saw the age. It was in his clothes. So sit up. Yeah. What God says to one, he says to all. Anybody who has faith, receive grace to enter into that realm in the name of Jesus. Don't say you are a billionaire in the realm of the spirit. Because we don't pay fees in the realm of the spirit. People lie so easily. Why is the most I'm rich in Christ? No, I used to think about that. Why will God use gold to decorate heaven that we won't buy water? Now we can't buy water. One Ghana Belakwa, we can't buy. If we buy Belakwa every day, we may have to stop eating. Here. But when we go, we go and walk on gold. I said, God, oh, this doesn't make sense. Now your gold, 
find, find a way that he comes here. Come on. Somebody is receiving fortune into financial blessings in Jesus' name. So the silver and the gold belongs to God. And he's giving it to somebody here in Jesus' name. Yeah. Let me show you something in Jeremiah 17 verse 11. Jeremiah 17 verse 11. When I saw this verse, my heart shook. The verse I was looking for was Deuteronomy 8.18. Okay. Deuteronomy 8.18. But now let's look at Jeremiah 17.11. As the patriarch seated on eggs and hatched them not. When, when you see, the, the, the context is talking about the patriarch who, who was not the one who laid the eggs but has gone to sit on the eggs. He, can, he cannot hatch it. Okay. I'm talking about how the success of your business is influenced by the word of God. So you are a businessman, know this verse. You are a businesswoman, know this verse. So is he that gets riches and not by right. Anybody who gathers riches but not by right. It's not that what he's doing is not right. That's just the lower uh, rendition of it. What he has is not something that he should have. He does not have right to it. Hmm? Are you here? He shall leave them in the midst of his days. That means that every thief will have a premature death. Every thief, premature death. He shall leave the riches in the midst. Midst means middle. Middle. In the middle of his days, he shall leave them. In the middle. Sakawa, in the middle of the days. Scam, in the middle of the days. Swindling, in the middle of... Arm robbery, in the middle of... Stealing money at the office, in the middle of the days. Stealing money in church, in the middle of the days. And at his end shall be a fool. God sets people up for failure. Your business, God is concerned about every area of your life. You don't say morning prayers to God and go and rob a bank. You don't remember three and go and steal your boss's money. You don't do cross and steal your master's goose. He shall leave them in the middle of his days. You see people dying young. Find out why. You don't start business by collapsing somebody's business. He shall leave them in the middle of his days. You don't lie on people for them to be sad, for you to occupy their place. He shall leave them in the middle of his days. All those riches are riches not by right. Which part of your life do you want God to overlook? Which part of your life do you want God to overlook? 
He's in all and sees all and is above all. How do you hide from such a creature? Therefore, your small, small dealings with people is something God looks at. Small, small dealings. Three cities changed by one Ghana. Say small. Jesus said, a widow came with two mites of coins to the offering. Jesus said, she has given the best. Even matters of coins, God looks in it. Coins. Is that not dangerous? The success of your health is also based on the word. Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears to them. Anything you can do for free that you charge for, you, you have to think about it twice. Anything you can do for free that you take money for, think about it twice. My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings. 21. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Let's go. 22. For the word of God are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So your health is still under the influence of the word. Through the word, you can have healing. Through the word, you can have repairs. Through the word, you can have restorations of every part of your body. Through the word, the dead can come back to life. Through the word, incurable diseases can come back. I said how I prayed with one of my daughters yesterday who had had COVID-19 positive. And I said, after the prayer, she will test again. It will be negative. It's so easy to have miracles. So what should you do? You have to develop appetite for the word. Exploits is a function of knowledge, I have said it. And knowledge of the word of God. When you listen to preaching, you are sleeping. You play audio, you are yawning. You watch preaching video, you are sleeping. Except it is series. Series of people in Thailand and Korea. Demons are worrying you. And when the crisis of life comes, and it will come, you will see how Korean series and Thailand series cannot save you. That is when Jesus said, when that time comes in Luke chapter 6, he said, the storms will come, the flood will come, the rain will come, and they will beat on the rock. They will beat on it. And the house will stand because it was built on a rock. They will beat on it. There is a beating that is coming. It's only people who know the word who will stand. Even Jesus, the devil left him for an appointed time. Luke 4, 13. Listen to me. Watch me. As they have born you like that, there is no way you escape being a human being. So sit up. As they have born you like this, there is no way you escape being a human. You won't wake up one day, you have turned into plantain or you have turned into Luva Blades. So set up. Set up early. 
And as you are growing, it will be more difficult if you are a fool. But there is a realm where you have answers to the challenges of life. I was listening to Bishop Oedipus today. He said, last year my wife had the most threatening situation where she was about to die. In the year when she was about to die, I traveled to more than 27 countries to preach. And I never worried about her, whether she would die or not. Then I, I, I paused the thing. Then I played it again. Then he, I, he said the same thing. I thought I didn't hear him. Then he said, I'm not the one who healed her. So as she was dying, I was going. There's something he knows beyond diclofenac and amodiaquin and diazepam and diazepam. He knows something beyond that. Wait. Wait. How can Strive Masiwa pray? For the daughter who has cancer to be healed of cancer as a businessman and does not have a fellowship. Hmm? So haka cry ya jai. Any demon bia. What me bomb I can say any demon bia. Smack as it says. Any demon bia as it says. Any assertion. Nancy Demon Biana, any demon Proverbs 24, verse 5. Let me be teaching the word, what? Let me be let, 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 grow up. Be transformed by the power of the word. Be transformed by the power of the word. Yeah. Yeah. A wise man is strong. Yeah. The one who says a man is strong is not the size of the peninsula. The Bible is wonderful. Wisdom. Wisdom. I don't anymore. Yeah. A man of knowledge increases strength. Huh? And Daniel eleven thirty two says the beeper says, and they that know their God shall be strong. Knowledge against his bringing and shall do. Come on, express is a function of strength, and strength is a product of knowledge. It's not knowledge of chemistry. It's not knowledge of government. By camera legislature, unicephalous executive. And yet knowledge of physics, quantum mechanics. We are talking about knowledge of the word, 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 word. Bruh, haven't you seen professors who are sick? Haven't you seen professors who are dying? Haven't you seen academics, correct academics, suffering from something so cheap that they don't have solution? They have had all reference materials. But they don't have solution for this. We are talking about answers beyond grammar. 
That's why even doctors refer cases to other doctors. Come on. And God does not refer cases to anybody. The box stops with him. Here's the word. Manifestation of the word. Every answer is connected. And when you have knowledge of the word, that's when you lead. When you lead, that's when the nations flow to you. You see how the whole thing is linked. So your ignorance and your laziness is affecting Botswana. It's affecting Rwanda. It's affecting the media landscape. It's affecting commerce. It's affecting health. It's affecting everything. Father, grant me appetite for the word. In Jesus' name, pray. Pray. As young as you are, look at the way you are praying. As young as you are. Look at the way you are praying. Father, grant me desire for your word. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.